Hello again, everybody. I'm Snapper Lancaster, welcoming you to another edition of the Central Alabama High School Sports Show. Different high school this week. That's what we've been doing all year long, ever since the road construction. They really did us a favor because now we've gotten the opportunity to go to many high schools and enjoy visiting with the coaches and the athletes. And we're going to be visiting with three coaches and their athletes here today at Thompson High School. And first of all, uh, leading us off will be a coach that I've known many years and had associations with him here in Birmingham and on the highway and uh, of course we're talking about uh, the coach of the Thompson Warriors and, and coach awfully good to see you again coach Freeman and uh, uh, what an outstanding year you and your team have had so far this year and we have we're very uh, blessed and thankful to be uh, in the position we're in right now and and just got a lot of football ahead of us got to keep getting better every day well, Mark, I, I know you and I had talked just a little bit off camera, and one of the questions I really wanted to ask you because it's a, a curiosity about how the high school coaches do it. You got probably, and, and don't get me wrong, every game in the season's a big game. But you come in, how many times, how many, many times you and your team have come in a game this late in the season where both teams are undefeated? And that's what's happening, I think, when y'all um, are going to play, I think it's Mountain Brook, right? Yes, sir. Is it here at home? Here. And uh, so talk about, if you don't mind, uh, preparation week for you and such a big week. How much does it differ from any other preparation week as you get ready for, up to this point, this is the next biggest game of the season? It is. Um, our kids, our players and coaches have done a, a great job, really, really my whole career about talking about the day that you're in. Um, you know, I heard somebody talk at a banquet about being where your feet are and all that stuff, and I think there's value to that. And our, our coaches and our players have done a great job of being in the moment, being in the day. Um, I can probably go back through records for the last uh, 12 or 15 years. Our schedule really hasn't changed. Um, the guys don't know this week that it's any different than week one was. And it's just worked good for us. I don't know that it works for everybody. It works good for us. We don't want to change the work. We, we will change uh, the amount of reps maybe, but the timing, the uh, what we do, um, we we just we feel like doing the same thing every day keeps the value every Friday night the same because they are all the same value. Um, if you don't think that, like Coach Stone said, lose one you're not supposed to lose. Right. And so this is the next opportunity. Today's practice is huge to our kids. We got to go out today and get better. And then, um, you know, Friday night, not put pressure on our kids. What we do week to week don't change much anyway. So we just, you know, we feel comfortable letting our kids go play football. Well, I know one of the big uh, uh, issues for any coach during a football season is injuries. And if you're fortunate enough not to have those major injuries, everyone's going to have nagging bumps and bruises all football season. That's football. But um, have you been fortunate to escape the injury bug? Or if it has, it's, it's affected your team minimum? Well, we've, we've been hit you know, with, with injury bug a little bit. Um, I think you play in this region, and I mean, you hear it talked about, and I, me and Chris Yeager was talking about this Monday. You know, you hear it, but the duration of of every week having to play really good competition, and the, and the, and the teams are so well coached that you're playing against, there's no flukes. And, and so you have to be prepared, and you have to go in, and you're gonna get, when you're, when you're winning, 
and you have won in the past like our guys have, you're usually going to get the other team's best shot. And so we're coming off a real physical game last week at uh, Vestavia. Mountain Brook is always a physical game to us. So we lost, you know, we've lost a, we lost one of my favorite kids. We, the first week on the opening kickoff, uh, Tristan Woody and, and um, you know, we've lost a couple since then um, to injuries. And that, you know, that is part of football. Um, but, you know, it's, it's something you have to deal with and that's part of the game. So we've been blessed that we, we've stayed relatively healthy though. Well, let me ask you this, and, and I think every coach deals with this, that they have uh, surprises uh, from one season to the next and how the, the teams come together and play as well as they do or, or manage to uh, handle the adversity. Uh, talk about your team from, from that aspect. One, you have been fortunate enough to you're, – you're used to winning here, but uh, from one year to the next, you never know if the talent is going to be able to stay up to a certain level that you expect out of yourself and your players. So, so talk about that situation and from one year to the next. Has, has this year surprised you in any way or, or there, have there been some disappointments even though the uh, record's still perfect? No. When, when last year ended, we were going into this year with nine new offensive starters and I think wow. six defensive starters um, and normally you would say and, and we are a little bit um, I think we've overachieved in some areas um, I think it's a deserved overachieving right. uh, you know with us a lot of our stuff starts at quarterback um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of responsibility put on that player uh, they know it when they come through our system um, but it's what I believe in. It's what we've done in the past. And so you, you start there with new quarterback, Sawyer Pate, who um, has been there with us all along, has watched the last two years. We got ready to play in the semifinals and, and uh, two years ago and then the state championship last year. And he actually prepared that week uh, to play because Talia was hurt and probably wasn't a go till the day before the game. And then so he was, wasn't really healthy in the game so Sawyer got to play some in that game um, so that helped but the way that he attacked the offseason um, every day was a work day and the way he did it in the weight room to in here working on his own and doing drills and getting himself better so when when I saw that uh, we had some experience the two receivers come back had some experience the old line is all new except for one Dylan Walker started some last year so it would give us at times eight guys that had a lot of experience. Trey Robertson was there and got hurt his arm last year. He only played two games, but he was going to be back for us a little bit. And so, yeah, you know, we feel good about going in. Everybody is. Well, I tell you what, Coach, like I said, um, uh, so far you've had an outstanding season. Sounds like you've been uh, pretty lucky as far as the injuries come and go because you deal with them, whatever they are. But the most important thing is your program sounds like it's still as healthy as it's ever been. And what I mean by that is that the, your team's records or talent don't seem to drop off too much from year to year. Well, that has a lot to do with the, the man at the top, and that's you. And once again, congratulations on what's been a great season thus far. We, we both know far from over because you don't know what lies ahead. But uh, uh, congratulations on what you and your team have been able to do this far. And uh, we hope to see you uh, and your team travel away, maybe all the way. That's As the old saying goes, somebody's got to win that 
that state championship, might as well be Thompson, you know. Yes, sir. But uh, the mindset and, and you and your players, and I uh, just want you to know, I wish you all the luck in the world. Awfully good to see you again. And so I hope you and your players finish that uh, season off strong, and I'm sure you will. We will, Snapper, and, and I appreciate you and all that you have always done for high school football, and I appreciate the opportunity to to uh, just give – I know our players will too give, you know, the Lord all the credit for what we've done here. It really hadn't been us. We're just following a great plan, and, and we're so blessed to be here, and thank you again for being here. Well, good luck down the road, Coach. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back a couple of players very instrumental in the outstanding season Thompson has had thus far. We'll be right back. Land of Frost Premium is America's best-selling one-pound daily pouch. Now available in 12 delicious flavors, including new flavors of muskeet turkey and cotto salami. High school athletes across the country ask for Land of Frost by name. These great items are available at your local grocer, including Piggly Wiggly, Food Giant, Western Supermarkets, and many more. Land of Frost also makes other varieties of lunch meats, including deli shaved bristro and sub sandwich kits. Land of Frost is a proud sponsor of youth sports as well. At Andrews Sports Medicine, we partner with our patients, trying to help them overcome the obstacles that keep them from achieving their goals. This practice aggressively pursues victory over injury, over pain, over limitation, over, over anything that's going to keep you from being the best you can be. It starts with our non-surgical physicians who are trained in sports medicine orthopedic injuries. Uh, we have specialists in sports medicine with shoulders, elbows, and knees. We have hip specialists that do uh, only hip surgery, including arthroscopy, minimally invasive resurfacing, and total hip replacement if needed. We have joint replacement surgeons, we have spine surgeons, we have surgeons that specialize in foot and ankle surgery and in hand surgery. So just about all the specialties of orthopedics are covered in injury sports medicine. What makes the great surgeons great is their volume of experience at making decisions, whether that's intraoperative decisions, post-operative decisions, pre-operative decisions, the decision to operate on somebody or not operate on them. And so our volume here breeds good decision-making. That gives us an edge in terms of making decisions for our patients, which ultimately is a lot of times the difference between success and failure. The teams, the players, the parents have confidence in us because they know we're gonna communicate with them, we're gonna create a plan unique to that athlete or that person and we're gonna get them back to their, their thing as quickly and as safely as we can. At Andrews Sports Medicine, our mission is to partner with our patients and to help them succeed and, and achieve victory. Whether you're a weekend warrior, a grandparent with a shoulder problem, or a professional athlete, you get the same care, the same high-level technology, the same uh, aggressiveness that we would in a professional athlete, and we, we treat everyone the same way. None of us like to lose, we're all very competitive, and we're not gonna lose against their illness or their injury.
And folks, welcome back. As you can tell, I got two outstanding young athletes sitting beside me. Uh, on the football team, sitting closest to me, Sawyer Pate, a senior quarterback. And next to him, Carson Rocket, a senior linebacker. All right, uh, we'll start with you, um, Sawyer. First of all, going into this season, what were your expectations for not only yourself, but for your teammates? You know, I think our expectations, you know, they don't change from year to year, you know, to to win state championship and, you know, just to be as great as we can as a team and, you know, just come in as one and be one family. Well, I was going to say, going into this year, you guys have been part of a very successful program. And so those expectations, you said if we can do that year, then we ought to be able to do it our year, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Carson, how about you? Um, uh, has this year surprised you at all? or And then what were your expectations for you personally? Uh, expectations for me were the same to get back to the state championship. Uh, I'm not surprised at all because we've been working hard ever since the ever since the day of the state championship. People were back in here on the weight room the very next day, already working out, getting ready for the next season. And uh, we've always been looked at as kind of the, the down year group because we don't have as many big time recruits. But uh, that's kind of pushed us to work harder and I'm not surprised by not having a drop off. Well, that and uh, you're talking about the, the uh, big time recruits, it, it sort of makes you want to work to be the best you can possibly be, right? And so um, uh, one thing I do know, uh, like I saw you when you looked at schedule, is there a team on there that you look forward to playing more than another one? Um, there's a couple, uh, I'd say like you know, just like Hoover and Vestavia, Mountain Brook, because, you know, I've played them all my life. And, you know, it's just, it's just good to beat them and, you know, to be on top. Yeah. Uh, and uh, how about you, um, uh, Carson? Do, is there one that you'd rather play than another? Uh, all the games are really important, especially in Region 3, because it's such a tough region. But I have to say the same, the kind of the, the, the Hoovers and the Vestavias and the Mountain Brooks, just because we always – that, those always seem to be the most physical games where we hit the hardest and play the hardest. So, when you both you guys being seniors, uh, hopefully off to to college somewhere next year. And uh, first of all, and, um, and and we'll start with you, Sarge. You know where you're gonna go. You no, know, I, I do not right now. You know, I'm just waiting for the 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 right time to you know pick where I want to go. I just gotta see where the season leads to. So right now there's an opportunity you may have more than one or two schools to pick from? Mm, I would say I would say so, but you know the with the recruiting processes, you know, it's hard to you know dictate where you're gonna go. Absolutely. Well down the road if you don't end up playing um and which we hope you are, being a star in college, maybe on the pro ball one year. Uh, down the road, have you got any idea or have you thought that far along what you might like to do one day? Um, probably some type of engineering. You know, I'm really good at math, and I, you know, I just like putting stuff together and you know, making them function. Now, if you could go, now we'll switch this way to be a whole lot easier to answer. If you could go to any college you wanted to, where would you go? Um, probably Auburn. Really? You know, they have a good engineering program, and, you know, I've always been an Auburn fan my whole life. I'll pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to pray for everybody else, too, so don't get me wrong. That fantastic school, exactly. they just happen to be the enema if you're a Bama fan, <laughs> you know. All right, um, and so how about you, Carson? Uh, I'm just kind of waiting right now till uh, the season settles down and everything to kind of 
sort out stuff and talk with my family and everything about maybe where some options might be and where where I'd fit in the best. And yeah, stuff. if you could go anywhere you wanted to go, where would it be? Uh, South Alabama has been one of my dream schools. Oh, really? Yes, oh, sir. Okay. All right, now, now guys, I, I know a couple of things about you before you even sit down. One, that you're outstanding students. If you don't qualify in the classroom, we don't make it that football field, do we? Yes, and sir. you're outstanding students, because if you don't qualify, period, you don't get out of here, do we? <laughs> so uh, with that in mind, I know that you spend a lot of time studying, a lot of time practicing and playing. Now, here's what I want to know, and Sawyer, we'll start with you. What does Sawyer do to just relax and unwind after a hard day at the office in the classroom on the practice field? You know, we watch film when I get home and, you know, have, like, have dinner. And, but after I, after I do that, I just sit and watch Netflix or I just watch, like, whatever's on TV or a football game just really? to relax. When, uh, are you a superstitious guy? Um. It is. What kind of little superstitions might you have that drive you? Um, so, like, on Fridays, I have, like, the same schedule. You know, I eat and then eat breakfast, and I have the same schedule throughout the day, and I wear the same clothes, the same undershirt. It's just superstitious. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm going to tell you something about that in just a minute, okay? All right, how about you, Carson? Uh I try not to be superstitious. Sometimes it happens. I right, try you try not to, but it doesn't. <laughs> I try to get myself out of it, but... Uh, I guess one thing that I always make I always make sure to uh, use the same color tape and the tape the same way every before every game. Yeah, well, now, now I'm going to tell you the truth about all that, okay? Here's the bottom line truth. None of that does any good at all. Now, mentally, <laughs> mentally we think it does, yes, right? Sir. So that gives us a little mental edge. But when it comes right down to it, it's your talent, your ability, and, and uh, the way you and your teammates play together that really make all those differences. But some reason in the back of our head we get to thinking, ah, yeah, you know. But um, I know you enjoy football. You participate in any other sports? Guys, um, I, I stopped playing baseball a couple of years back to you know focus on football. And, uh, okay. So, how about you, Carson? You play? Uh, I used to play baseball as well. I'm thinking about maybe doing track this off season. Really? When uh, uh, a lot of times when athletes do other sports, it's one that will help them. You know, right. in, in, in the other sport as well, and multiple sports. So, but but um, the biggest thing is enjoying what you do and putting everything you got into it because you'd hate to look back and, and say, if I'd have tried a little bit harder, I might have been mm -hmm. a little better. But it sounds like from listening to the coach and listening to you guys that you got your priorities straight and you know to be the best you can be, you don't give anything but your best, right? Yes, yes, yes. Well, listen, guys, I, I wish you, both of your seniors, and I wish you all the luck in the world as you head off to college. And the last question that I got, and we'll, we'll start with you, uh, Carson, uh, who's been the most inspirational person or persons in your life? Uh, the most inspirational person would have to be my dad because uh, he instilled my work ethic in me. So uh, I always look up to him when he's like working extra or going the extra mile. I always look up to that and say that that's what I need to be doing so I can be successful. Okay. And, and how about you? No, I'd say the same about my dad. Uh, you know, the stuff he does and you know, the way he carries himself, you know, it rubs off on myself. And you know, I just take that and then just put it to my everyday life and how I work. Well, I tell you what, guys, it's been awfully good to see you uh, this coming weekend, biggest game of the season thus far. They're all big, 
but the next one is the biggest, yes, right? Yes, Wish you all the luck in the world. And uh, uh, my Thompson, it looked good that um, state championship trophy being here at Thompson High School. Yes, sir. Yes, good sir. luck, guys. Thank, yes, you. Sir. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break. We come back, different coaches, different players. Don't you go away. We'll be right back. And this will be your premium right here. Sorry to interrupt. I just want to say I combined home and auto with State Farm. Saved 760 bucks. Love this guy. Okay, does it bother anybody else that the mime is talking? Freaky. Bundle home and auto and you could save 760 bucks. That's 760 very good reasons to call Alan Gurdow in Trustville today. And folks, welcome back. As you can tell, I got a different coach sitting uh, beside me now. We're going to be talking a little Thompson track. And of course, uh, uh, this is Coach Chris Smith. And Coach, before we get into talking about your team and uh, what's going on with y'all this particular year, uh, give us a little bit of background for people that might be seeing you for the first time and what has led you here to Thompson High School. Uh, this is my uh, 21st year of uh, teaching um, and 20th year coaching. Um, I've been blessed for the past 20 years. Um, I actually taught elementary school um, in the classroom for 20 years, and uh, uh, this is my first year at the high school, so I think I have the best, uh, best job in the world. I, I get to um, mold young minds in the classroom, and at the same time, I get to mold uh, young athletes um, into uh, young citizens and for our community. Right. Um, my coaching career began at, uh, at Daphne High School with Savarese. Uh, hired me back when I was 22 years old. Wow. And uh, I coached there. And at, at, um, after that, I'm at the Spanish Fort when it opened up. Uh, won uh, the first three state titles at Spanish Fort High School. Wow. After that, I was commuted. Uh, uh, I went up to uh, Scottsboro, Alabama. A uh, few state championships up there, a whole mess of uh, runner ups, too. And then uh, uh, Coach Freeman called me and said, Hey, you need to come down south and uh, be closer to home. And uh, he uh, did it right. He uh, called my wife first and uh, found a position for her, and uh, that led me back here to Thompson and uh, in Birmingham area. And this is my uh, my fourth year here as the uh, head uh, cross country and track and field coach at Thompson. When uh, you talk about from this area, you from? Oh no, I didn't mean this area, but you know, heading towards farther back south. To, I apologize. Oh yeah, yeah, because you told me I think you started out in the south. Yes, right? sir. Yes, sir. Um, well, then do you coach the, both the guys and girls? Yes, sir, guys and girls. Okay, now here here's the question I would ask there. What kind of challenge is that? Because I mean, we're talking about different kind of athletes with different kinds of abilities. Um, you know what? It's, it's actually easier than it sounds um, because you use the keyword athletes. I don't uh, separate girls and guys. Right. Um, the time doesn't lie. The clock doesn't lie. So it's kind of based on at your level, regardless if you're a guy or girl, that's the group you're in. So, uh, you know, you might be my number one girl might, might run with my number 14 guy. Right. Or then again, my number 30 guy might run, you know, with my number 10 girl. So, uh, you know, I do tweak the mileage a little bit and sometimes the workouts. But other than that, you know, they're athletes, and that's how I look at them. You know, they're all athletes, and, uh, you know, I don't put a difference between female and male athletes. Well, and the, and the reason I asked you that, I've had some other coaches that say um, that, yes, they run with each other yes. because it's almost a challenge in a positive way. Yes, it if is. If you use it positively. And so – uh, what what got you into uh, uh, coaching track? Uh, did you start out just as a teacher? Um, well, actually, uh, 
started running uh, back in the early 80s, the uh, fitness 80s, where my parents uh, began running. And age seven, I ran my first race, a mile at 612, and ran middle school, high school, ran at college of South Alabama, tried to run a little bit afterwards. And uh, I just, I was teaching. I just fell in love with my, my, uh, my classroom. Um, I taught elementary school. I taught kindergarten for my first three years teaching. Really? And um, a buddy of mine called, and uh, he was the head uh, baseball coach and the head cross-country coach at Daphne High School and said, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I need your help. And it kind of started from there. So the rest is sort of history, Yes, right? sir. I've been very blessed and, you know, throughout all these years, you know, great young individuals. Well, then you have seen the growth in both young men and especially young ladies and whatever events, but especially in track. And uh, so um, back to where we would all almost always think track is a guy's sport. We find out it's not. And the ladies are a lot more athletic than we give them credit for sometimes. So uh, how have you found that? Has, has that been sort of the trend? And have you seen the popularity, for lack of a better way to use, increase in the field of track? Yes, sir. Um, you know, it's, it's – it's kind of based with the community you're at. Um, when I was at Scottsboro, our girls had 13 state consecutive or 13 consecutive state championships. Wow. We were tied for number three all time in the country. Um, and then Mountain Brook just tied us a few years back. Um, and you know, there, I mean, women's cross country and track is the it sport. And uh, cross country track is becoming um, more and more popular here um, at Thompson, which I'm getting excited. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, in the Birmingham area, cross country and track is huge. Right. Uh, very, very popular. And, uh, you know, I mean, you have some of the best, if not the best athletes here in the Birmingham area. I know. I've got a granddaughter that runs track at Hewitt Trustful, and she's a senior this year. And so she's been at it quite a while. And, and I've had uh, other grandkids play varsity sports. And but she's the trackster of all of them. And so you, you've seen that sport really grow through the years and the importance of yes. it. Not that you mean, we mean it's a minor sport. That's not what we're saying at all. But like you said, you've seen a, a growth in the competition aspect of it. And uh, so how many years? Years is this here for you at Thompson? This is uh, year four for me at Thompson. Okay, so I imagine, uh, I would be surprised if you tell me any different, that you've seen some progression in your program. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, because sir. Because you uh, seem to be like one of these guys that takes your track coaches just as serious as anybody else takes theirs. Oh, we, we do. We do. Uh, you know, our program has, on the cross-country side, has, has really developed. Um, I've got a young man right now running 15, 13 uh, for 5K, which is – um, actually, 87th in the country, and if you just go a few seconds faster, he's top 25. Right. Um, and, you know, we've come a long way um, with cross country. Last year I had Mackenzie Hogue, who's Sanford University, uh, University of Sanford's number one runner. Her first collegiate race, she won. So, I mean, she was one of the best in the state, if not top 25 in the country last year. So, uh, you know, Thompson's doing a heck of a job, and uh, we have the athletes here, and, uh, you know, it's exciting to work with them. Well, now, now when um, – then you're one of the coaches, and I, I tell track coaches this all the time, y'all work year-round <laughs> because you have cross-country, indoor, which is minimal, yeah. and outdoor. And, but um, through the years, uh, you've seen a growth in your sport. And is that growth uh, period still like it's extending now? I believe it is. I believe it is. Um, do, you, do you think, let me ask you this, don't mean to interrupt you, the concussion deal in football, you know, without, all of a sudden the parents are 
taking notice and all this kind of stuff. Have you seen some of the kids geared toward track a little bit? Um, I don't know about that. Um, I know Coach Freeman and I, Mark, and I have a fantastic relationship where, um, you know, his, his uh, special team guys, his running backs, his wide receivers, um, they come out to our, our, our track team. Um, you know, we had a handful of guys that were on our 4 by one team last year. They were third in the state, and uh, they're all coming back. Um, so we have a great relationship, um, and I know uh, Coach Freeman trusts me and trusts our, my, my sprint coaches, and he knows that we're doing our job to get his guys better. At the same time, it's making our team right. a well-rounded team. Um, well, so, you know, it's a, it's a win-win situation for both of us. Well, I tell you what, Coach, it sounds like you found a home. Very content, and it's um, even more so when it makes the misses happy, you know. But uh, more important than that, that makes you and these young athletes the big winners. And so um, I know your team has done very well thus far um, this year. I hope you continue to do so. And uh, I know you want to bring a few of those trophies back home to Thompson, right? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. But but nice to, to meet you, and uh, best of luck to you and your team the whole year. I get to say this the whole year about those <laughs> track coaches. Well, I appreciate and, that. Thank uh, we're you. Gonna take a quick break we come back we're going to visit with uh, uh, a couple of your players and uh, and see a little bit more about what goes on with them as well we'll take a quick break we'll be right back don't you go away Next time you need electrical work, whether it be commercial or residential, you need to call Huffman Electrical Contractors. A company that's been in business for over 35 years, they've served clients not only locally in the Birmingham area and all over the state, but have clients outside the state of Alabama as well. Whether it's a new building or remodeling an older building or home, they can handle the job for you. Once again, that's Huffman Electrical Contractors. The number to call is 205-661-5005. That's 205-661-5005, where at Huffman Electrical Contractors, a satisfied customer is always their number one objective. At Andrew Sports Medicine, we partner with our patients trying to help them overcome the obstacles that keep them from achieving their goals. This practice aggressively pursues victory over injury, over pain, over limitation, over, over anything that's gonna keep you from being the best you can be. It starts with our non-surgical physicians who are trained in sports medicine, orthopedic injuries. Uh, we have specialists in sports medicine with shoulders, elbows, and knees. We have hip specialists that do uh, only hip surgery, including arthroscopy, minimally invasive resurfacing, and total hip replacement if needed. We have joint replacement surgeons, we have spine surgeons, we have surgeons that specialize in foot and ankle surgery and in hand surgery. So just about all the specialties of orthopedics are covered in injury sports medicine. What makes the great surgeons great is their volume of experience at making decisions, whether that's intraoperative decisions, post-operative decisions, pre-operative decisions, the decision to operate on somebody or not operate on them. And so our volume here breeds good decision-making that gives us an edge in terms of making decisions for our patients, which ultimately is a lot of times the difference between success and failure. The teams, the players, the parents, 
have confidence in us because they know we're gonna communicate with them, we're gonna create a plan unique to that athlete or that person, and we're gonna get them back to their, their thing as quickly and as safely as we can. At Andrew Sports Medicine, our mission is to partner with our patients and to help them succeed and, and achieve victory. Whether you're a weekend warrior, a grandparent with a shoulder problem, or a professional athlete, you get the same care, the same high-level technology, the same uh, aggressiveness that we would in a professional athlete, and we, we treat everyone the same way. None of us like to lose. We're all very competitive, and we're not going to lose against their illness or their injury. Folks, welcome back. As you can tell, I got another young group of athletes here, and uh, they are tracksters. Sitting closest to me, Jace Jones, a senior, cross country, right? Yes, Commit to Alabama. Yes, sir. Smart guy. A guy a while ago was going to Auburn. I told him I'd pray for him. Mm. <laughs> Two great schools, though. That's terrific. Abby Grace Walker, senior. Yes, sir. And uh, cross country as well, and Emily Allen, uh, junior, cross country. Now, as as I, I said something to the coach about this. Um, Track is a different type of animal. It, it's all year long, and where the coaches almost don't get a break. What I want to ask you, and we'll start with you, Jace, do you uh, participate in any other sports, or are you a real uh, year-round trackster? Well, starting out in ninth grade year, I played football as well, but I kind of transitioned to be full-round just track and running. Oh, okay. Uh, having said that, which season is your favorite? Uh, it used to be track, but now I'm kind of – it, it, it doesn't really matter either one. I like I like both of them now. Oh, okay. It's pretty equal. Okay. Um, Abby, how about you? Um, I did the same thing as Jace. I used to play volleyball and basketball, and I ran track in middle school, and then in high school I transferred over to just running. Um, but cross country is definitely my favorite because you're running in the trails, and it's just a lot different atmosphere than track meets. Yeah, now uh, – the, the cross country, like you said, it is completely different. But you're uh, year-round track, yes. right? Okay. And uh, how about you, Emily? Um, I've always just been year-round running. But I would have to say that cross country is definitely my favorite one. Okay. Now, now what um, – you say that's your, um, your favorite. What is the uh, thing about cross country that makes you enjoy it more than the other mm -hmm. one? Kind of like Abby Grace said, just the atmosphere and the people. Right. Now, uh, and we'll start with you, um, Jace. When, when you're running in the cross country in particular, where does your mind wander to? Is it, a, is it, is it music or is, it, um, do you, is there a certain group you know you've got to keep up with if you want to be there toward the end? Yeah, just talk about that a second. Yeah, you gotta really stay towards. If you're wanting to win the race, you gotta really stay towards the front part of the pack. You can't ever really like sit in the back of the pack like you can in track races, and then just kick at the end. Cross country is more of a long race, but you gotta stay towards the front so you, because everybody in strands out during the race, so you have to stay towards the front and then make stay mentally focused during the race. Now, Abby Grace, one thing about cross country is it's almost like an obstacle course at yes, times, sir. isn't it? So w which part, uh, uh, do you like the smoother terrain where you can maybe run a little better or the up and down where you sort of have to watch what you're doing as you're running, right? Yes, sir. Um, I, I don't really know. I like um, the trails and stuff. I don't like 
straight like grass fields because it gets really boring with trails there's always something to look at and there's animals and birds and okay now when you're when you're going on your cross country um a trail how long is that um a 5k we run a 5k which is 3.1 miles right okay yeah so um there's really not a whole lot of time to let your mind quote unquote wonder is there you have to be cognizant of what you're doing um emily talk about the the challenges for you and how you set up in your mind what you need to do and what and what you hope to do um i think the challenges would probably be just getting where you need to be and staying there like no matter what's happening around you and you have to say then um, don't mean to interrupt you but you have to sort of stay somewhere around the leading groups don't you yeah. and make sure you don't fall back too far if you, you fall what back, it's gonna, all right yeah. you're aware of where you are okay you're always aware of where where you are what's in your mind what different thoughts you can't play music or nothing like that can you because it's too short of this to do yeah. something like that so what are you thinking as you're going along um I try to think about like, okay, I have to catch this next girl and like keep moving up and yeah. just try to stay focused on the race. Okay. All right. Now listen, so I know you three athletes are year round track warriors, right? Yes, okay. Now I know two things about you before you even sit down. One that you're good in the classroom or you would not make it to the track, right? And then of course the competition that you have. So what I want to know, and, and we'll start with you, Jace. What do you do to unwind from a tough day in the classroom and on the track? Honestly, the the tougher days in the classroom, I always do better in the track because it keeps me focused during the day, and I don't really like get all tired during the day from being bored. So the harder days of doing more work, I honestly do better on the track. Keeps that's me an in, that's an interesting yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're strange, you know that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jace, don't mean that ugly. Whatever works, right? Abby Grace, what about you? Um, honestly, I'm a really busy person. So with school and all my clubs and extracurriculars and like leadership stuff that I'm involved in, I really don't have a lot of time to wind down. Um, but when I do, I usually go to my grandparents' house and I spend time with them in my extra time and my grandmother fixes me dinner or whatever. Oh, so. yes. I, well, now, what you're trying to tell me is she fixes you whatever you want. <laughs> yes, I, sir. I know what the grannies <laughs> do. Yes, I do. How about you, Emily? Um, I'm kind of like Jace. I definitely use running as a way to wind down after like a long day at school. Okay. Now, uh, and, and we'll ask you, Emily, while we're talking to you, do you, are you a superstitious? Do you have to do th things a certain way and be honest? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Give me an example. Like the things I eat leading up to a race, I try to stick with the same. No, you don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay. Is that, is there anything else? I think that's the only one. Yeah, you don't have to. It's not not nothing with your wearing apparel. It's got to be this way, that way, or anything like that, right? Uh, I see, um, Abby, you shaking your head a little bit. What's what about you? Um, I used to be really funny about my socks, and I'd wear the same certain pair of socks. Um, I wear the same necklace every year, or every I haven't raced a race without it, and then I wear the same earrings. So. Bless your heart. You ever lost any earrings? Um, no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> it might change that. Yeah. Uh, Jace, how about you? I usually wear the same. I, honestly, every leading up to the race, like warming up, I usually try to do the exact same thing. Like up until about 10 minutes to go until the race, I try and listen to music just to keep myself focused. But then 
I'll have the same pair of socks, and that's really the only thing besides my spikes that I wear in my oh, uniform. Okay. So I'll have everything. Well, I got same. one question to ask you, and I know the coach will be listening when I ask this one. Are we ready for a, a cross-country championship? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're not going for second, right? Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, the last question I got, and y'all have been a, a pleasant little conversation with you guys, and, and we'll start with you, Emily. To this point in your young life, who's been the most inspirational person or persons? Um, I don't know. My coaches have always, like, inspired me to keep working harder. Okay. How about you, Emily? Um... For me, it was a little boy I met in a classroom who had autism and epilepsy, and he passed away um, about two years ago. But ever since then, he taught me um, what I want to be when I grow up and how to make every day ten times better, even if um, it seems like it's going to be bad. Okay. How about you, Jace? I'd say my coach, Coach Schmidt, he, he's caught me on the middle side of not – going after each little rep on workouts and stuff, not focusing on the entire workout, just whichever rep's in front of you, you just got to go after the, the first rep in front of you and it turn into a good workout. Okay. My last challenge to you guys, the last thing, the last race you run and when you get in that championship race mm -hmm. around there, might as well break that track cross-country home to Thompson, yes, right? Sir. Yes, sir. Good luck to y'all, okay? Thank you. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Another coach, different athletes. Don't you go away. We'll be right back. And this will be your premium right here. Sorry to interrupt. I just want to say I combined home and auto with State Farm. Saved 760 bucks. Love this guy. Okay, does it bother anybody else that the mime is talking? Freaky. Bundle home and auto, and you could save 760 bucks. That's 760 very good reasons to call Alan Gurdot in Trustville today. Land of Frost Premium is America's best-selling one-pound daily pouch. Now available in 12 delicious flavors, including new flavors of muskeet, turkey, and cotto salami. High school athletes across the country ask for Land of Frost by name. These great items are available at your local grocer, including Piggly Wiggly, Food Giant, Western Supermarkets, and many more. Land of Frost also makes other varieties of lunch meats, including deli shaved bristro and sub sandwich kits. Land of Frost is a proud sponsor of youth sports as well. And folks, welcome back. As you can tell, I got an, another coach and two outstanding young athletes. It's volleyball this time. We're talking one with Coach Judy Green. Uh, coach, good to see you. Good to see you. Isabel, is it Goolsby? Yes, sir. And Emma Huner? That's right. Well, okay, I'm three for three on this. I, <laughs> we can stop this interview now. No. <laughs> coach, uh, as we get started very quickly, uh, tell me what, how you got here to Thompson. Well, it's kind of a, a short, long story. Okay. Uh, one of my former players that I coached at the University of Montevallo, Carla Ragland, uh, is a physical education teacher here, and she is a previous volleyball coach at Thompson. And when the position opened up, she called me and she goes, I know you're not in coaching right now, but how would you feel about coming to Thompson? I said, well, let's get together, talk about it, and the rest is history, and here I am. Well, good for you. So, um, so how many years have you been a coach through the years? Well, this is my 34th year of coaching yeah. oh, okay. uh, in volleyball right. and uh, have uh, just had a wonderful and grateful career. 
Okay. And so the two players we we're talking with, um, Isabel, tell me a little bit about uh, your background. Is uh, uh, volleyball the only sport you participate in? Or? Um, recently it's the only sport I've played, but when I was younger I played basketball and everything. But Okay. Now from... what steered you toward volleyball over basketball? When I was younger, I would say my friends, more of my friends played volleyball, and so I gravitated towards it, and then I fell in love with it. Okay, well, good. Now, Emma, uh, have you got a story quite like that, or is it a little bit, bit different? Well, when I was younger, I played tennis for about 10 years, and then I stopped around freshman year, and at seventh grade, I saw all my friends try out for the middle school team, so I thought, why not? So, and, and the rest I'll is be. history for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, both you girls seniors. Yes, sir. Right? Uh, do you know where you're off to college next year? Uh, most likely I'm going to go to South Alabama. South Alabama. Do you hope to play volleyball? or No, sir. Okay. <laughs> uh, have you ever thought down the road one day you might like to be a volleyball coach? Maybe. I think so. Really? Would teaching be something you might like to do one day, or have you got something else sort of in mind? Um, I'm looking at physical therapy right now, okay. so probably not teaching. Okay, well, that's all right. <laughs> Mom's a teacher. Uh, how about you, Emma? As you head off to school, do you know where you'll be going? I'm planning on going to Mississippi State. Mississippi State. <laughs> Two great things come out of Mississippi. Me and Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> but he got in an electrical truck. I got in a mail truck. That, but the rest is history. Coach, tell us a little bit about this year's team, how they're doing. Do you, uh, you look like you got um, a chance to do some damage in the playoffs. Well, we do. We think we do. And, you know, this team has worked really hard since June. And we've been together really training since the end of June. And we put a lot of hours in, a lot of summer scrimmages, a lot of camps, and just spent a lot of time really getting to know each other and develop relationships. And right now we're sitting at 30 wins, and we're getting ready to finish up our regular season tomorrow at Pelham. And then we will open – state playoffs next week in our area tournament at Hoover when we play Oak Mountain. Okay, and it's um, a match against uh, Pelham, neighborhood rivalry? We still call it the Highway 31 <laughs> rivalry, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not so sure it's still as big a rivalry as it used to be since we've kind of switched divisions and, you right. know, but I think every sport here at Thompson still, you know, really treasures the opportunity to try to keep that alive. Right. Well, now, girls, do you, do you feel like that and, and we'll start with you, Isabel. You think y'all are playing your best volleyball now, or is the best still ahead of you? I think there's always room to grow, but I feel like we're definitely uphill right now. Because one thing about it, and uh, <laughs> I'm, Emma, I don't know how you feel about it, but you always want to peak come playoff time. So do you think you and your teammates are, are playing some of your best volleyball right now? I would say we are, but just like Isabel said, we can always be better. So. Yeah. Now, now coaches um, – as you, one one thing I've always enjoyed asking um, uh, volleyball coaches and, and coaches such as yourself: Do you still recruit in the hall? You know, I really don't. I was going to uh, say, or have we gotten away from that? Well, I some? think a little bit. I mean, I think that there is a lot of recruitment coming out of our sixth grade. Uh, you know, in our middle school, uh, the coaches are you know talking to the physical education teachers about you know who are the most athletic girls that you know we have in those grades, and then and then trying to pull them over to volleyball, and you know, kind of like Isabel and Emma. Once you play it, and once you get hooked, you're hooked. Right. Well, is this now? What year is this here? For me, it's my fifth year here. Oh, your fifth year. Okay. So you have seen the sport grow a little bit, I would say, because you're, you were talking about not necessarily recruiting in the hall anymore because you've got young athletes that are coming along year after year 
playing your sport. So talk about the growth in girls sports overall. Well, I think overall, I mean, you know, volleyball right now is the number one participation sport in the country. Um, and I think that, you know, girls now have the opportunity to play club volleyball in the off season and they're not just limited to two and a half months in the fall because if you only did it for two and a half months, you wouldn't get any better. So there's just club opportunities. There's um, you know, now the High School Athletic Association allows us as coaches in the off-season to do small group training, and I, I think those opportunities are valuable when you're trying to build a program. Well, Coach, we wish you all the luck in the world. And Thank uh, you. Girls, I know as, as we're getting ready to play uh, the volleyball tournament that, that you girls feel real positive about yourself. The last question that I've got, and, and we'll start with you, Isabel, to this point in your young life, who's been the most inspirational person or persons? I would say my dad. Probably. He's been a big role model for me and really shown me how to work for something on the court and off. Oh, okay, good. Your dad, Emma? Um, I'd probably say my granddad. He just teaches me, like, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. You just have to go out there, do your best, and glorify God in whatever you do. So. Well, I tell you what, it's, it, it's your, your delightful young ladies, both of your seniors, so I wish you all the luck in the world once you leave college in whichever direction you want to head to in, in your life, okay? Coach, best of luck to Thank you in the upcoming future with you and your teams. Thank and you very much. Folks, we've had another outstanding season, uh, a show with three uh, outstanding coaches and outstanding athletes. We'll do it again next week. But to then, you know what the snapper always says, bicycle. Everybody say bicycle. Bicycle. <laughs>Sports Medicine, we partner with our patients, trying to help them overcome the obstacles that keep them from achieving their goals. This practice aggressively pursues victory over injury, over pain, over limitation, over, over anything that's going to keep you from being the best you can be. It starts with our non-surgical physicians who are trained in sports medicine, orthopedic injuries. Uh, we have specialists in sports medicine with shoulders, elbows, and knees. We have hip specialists that do uh, only hip surgery, including arthroscopy, minimally invasive resurfacing, and total hip replacement if needed. We have joint replacement surgeons. We have spine surgeons. We have surgeons that specialize in foot and ankle surgery and in hand surgery. So just about all the specialties of orthopedics are covered in Andrew Sports Medicine. What makes the great surgeons great is their volume of experience at making decisions, whether that's intraoperative decisions, post-operative decisions, pre-operative decisions, the decision to operate on somebody or not operate on them. And so our volume here breeds good decision-making that gives us an edge in terms of making decisions for our patients, which ultimately is a lot of times the difference between success and failure. The teams, the players, the parents have confidence in us because they know we're gonna communicate with them, we're gonna create a plan unique to that athlete or that person and we're gonna get them back to their, their thing as quickly and as safely as we can. At Andrew Sports Medicine, our mission is to partner with our patients and to help them succeed and, and achieve victory. Whether you're a weekend warrior, a grandparent with a shoulder problem, or a professional athlete, you get the same care, the same high-level technology, the same uh, aggressiveness that we would in a professional athlete, and we, we treat everyone the same way. None of us like to lose, we're all very competitive, and we're not gonna lose against their illness or their injury.